pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the We are back, ladies and gentlemen. The First Pick Podcast, episode 35, week 15 preview, right, Vince? Week 15, episode 35. You said you couldn't think of one. You're going to laugh at this one, Kev. His name is Kevin. Come on now. The, the, the tarantula. Oh, Kevin Durant. I'm thinking, I was trying to think of, like, I was really blanking. I'm like, Kevin, I was thinking of football. That's why. I'm like, I don't know any Kevin in football with 35. Kevin Durant, that is a solid 35 number. Are there any other famous 35s throughout history? Uh, my boy, I'm, uh, my boy, the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. Okay, okay. Frank Thomas wore 35. Cracking home runs, now doing Nugenics commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor, but holler at us. We could do it, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another baseball dude, one of my favorite players ever, Ricky Henderson. Oh, one of the greatest of all time. Ricky Henderson. Um, And then going real old school here, I only expect probably one listener to even know who the person is. Phil Esposito. Oh, see, I I don't don't even know know Phil Esposito. Do you have an idea? A Met? A Met? No. Actually, I, I said his name wrong, first of all. My bad. Tony Esposito. Okay. Hockey player. Oh, okay. Great hockey player for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I don't know. Episode 35, week 15 preview. Aeneas Williams. Just thought about that one, too. Okay. Remember him? Aeneas Williams? Of course. Okay. Yes. So, um, that's it. That I think that's all the 35s I could think of. I, I don't know many in, in football. That's or, it. Uh, and Bleacher Report has Kevin Durant as the most uh, the most famous 35 in history of sports. Really? Yes. That's interesting. And they actually have your boy Tony Esposito. Yeah. Oh well, he was one of the greatest hockey and players Mike ever. And Mike Richter played. or Richter. I, I won't. I don't acknowledge that guy. Uh, is he on a rival of yours? I assume. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Josiah because he's gonna love that part right there. Mike Richter. Um, all-time great goalie for the New York Rangers. And if I'm speaking to New York teams, because I know, I, you know, this is where this is where quote unquote real Yankee fans out there they won't they won't they're not barking through the phone like right now. You know, you're listening to your phone right. or the TV. Real Yankee fans, if there are any out there, because I don't believe in them, they're probably <laughs> dead. Because those are the only real Yankee fans I know. They would be barking through the speakers right now because they're they know I'm leaving one out. Mike Mussina. Uh, the Moose. But now the other Yankee fans, the ones that think they are, they're like, oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah. 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 You forgot him. <laughs> I, you didn't even know that the Yankee The guy fan. Vince is making fun of, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy who just jumps on the bandwagon and watches when they're great. But the Moose was a good pitcher, and yeah, I watched I mean, him a was. lot as a young guy. He was, man. And then um, uh, my man Justin Verlander, too. He's another one. Um, he wore 35 in Detroit. I, I don't even know what number he wears for Houston, so... But I can't. I think I went through all the thirty fives. Let's get into it. You know the deal. Got to get to the spiel. I'm your boy Vinny Goombot. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at v i n n y g o o m b o t s. You listen to the First Pick Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen. And let's get to this week fifteen. At Biggest Boss seventy six on Twitter and Instagram, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, 
Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. We appreciate it. For those of you who do, tell somebody who doesn't know about us that you know loves sports. Hopefully, they'll take a listen and they'll like us. But what do we got, Vinny Goombots? First game on the board. The Seattle Seahawks taking on the Carolina Panthers. 10-3 and three Seattle Seahawks at the 5-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. Total in this game is 48.5. Seattle minus 6. Kev, what do you got? I don't know. I'm a little weary of this line. Now, the last time I actually said this about the Panthers, they wind up getting spanked. And I forget what game it was. I'm going to go back and look real fast as I'm talking, though. But the last time I felt this way about them, they winded up taking a beating. Maybe it was that game that they played against Atlanta. I think it was a week 11 where they lost. I think they lost 29-3 to mm-hmm. to, to Atlanta. But I don't know. I fe- I've seen a few of these, and I, I, I don't know. The Seahawks have been really good on the road. I have a hard time. I like Russell Wilson as a road dog. I don't know how I feel about Russell Wilson as a road favorite when it comes into this one. My instinct says I want the Carolina Panthers plus six because that Seahawks defense, they're susceptible, man. They can they can get beat. They're 26th in total yards, 29th in pass yards. They're decent in the run game. They're 13th when it comes to rush yards and 22nd in points. So there's a lot of outscoring that Russell Wilson has to do and a lot of running around like a chicken with his head cut off with that offensive line he has. I like Carolina to start. We'll see how I feel by the end of this conversation. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact number out there. Uh, so um, if you guys want to do the homework, you can. You know what I mean? I, I, sometimes we don't have it all. It, when when we start, I'm not saying I'm holding back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I have a life, a wife, a child, uh, a part-time job, and some other <laughs> things going on. When I am making some dough from this, I will guarantee you guys I, I bring I bring my A plus I do. Sometimes it's an A. It's just an A. <laughs> very rarely we went through a little tough patch. I was sick. Very rarely you get A minus. But I promise, listeners, I will get. I, will, I you know we get we, I'm going off tangent here. We get some people that love the the long pods, and then we get some that that say, Hey, uh, you know, I want it to be forty five minutes. Whatever you want me to break down, I spend twenty minutes on this game if, right. I, if I could. If you want, right? <laughs> what I'm getting at is there is something out there. The Panthers are like 32 and like 11 since like however many games at home, straight up. 32 and like, I think it's like 32 and 12, something out there. You guys could do the research yourself. You can find it out if you want to look into it. So that kind of thing you know, has me a little weary, you know what I'm saying, about right. about taking the Seahawks. When you asked me last week, Seahawks, Sunday Night Football, at the Rams, I spoke to a shout out to Vinny Ciro, a.k.a. Philly Ringer. Me and him talk all the time. Uh, another buddy of mine uh, who isn't a listener of the pod, so I won't say his name. Uh, he need to be listening. But anyway, we talked about that Sunday night game. And they said, why do you like the Seahawks? And I'll tell you, I mean, why don't you like the Seahawks? Excuse me, why do you like the Rams? And I, I shrugged my shoulders like this, Kev. I said, do factor. Do factor. They're due for a loss. I don't think that is a, a, a reasonable enough thing for me to put in a wager, which is why I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I did pick the Rams in my pick em leagues and stuff like that, but like, I don't know. This is a this is a weird spot for the Seahawks. And and to be more specific about the do factor, the Seahawks, while 
no matter how good they are, they have some glaring inefficiencies. Like I just said, the offensive line, the the defense is, like I said, 26 in total yards. So they're giving up points. They can get passed on. So there's a lot of inefficiencies that come with how good the Seahawks are that can be taken advantage of on any given Sunday. That's why they call it any given Sunday, because it's rare that you're going to find yourself a really perfect team. It seems that San Francisco is one of the closest things to that. And you also have the Ravens, who are the closest thing to the tip of the sword as, as, that the NFL has. Those are the two best teams, in my opinion, at, at this point. But, oh, man, I, I don't have anything that's really taken me off of Carolina, at least staying in it. I, I do think the Seahawks would win this game. Mm-hmm. I think they're a better team overall, and they have better splash players than they than they have over there in Carolina, whether it be Clowney, whether it be Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, D, DK Metcalf. Um, you have Carson. They, they have some good players over there. So, but what's, what's the outlook for fantasy for you? Um, just before I get to that, oh, I just bad. want to say, no, you could. I'm, I was just going to touch on that. I just want to say, I do remember there was a good game last year between these two teams. Um, and I was right. Seattle did win that game uh, 30 to 27 back on November 25th, 2018. I believe that game was in Carolina as well. Although I, I would think it is rare to, um, uh, quick side note. You see this picture up there? We're watching. We got Monday night, uh, Monday night, Monday. What is it called? This show? Uh, good, good morning, morning football. football. Not a sponsor, but holler at us. That picture uh, is a picture right now of DK Metcalf flexing with his shirt off. I'm sure that most people know out there the picture because DK Metcalf looks like a he looks like a monster, like Adonis. Yep, Adonis is who the the god of something. Okay, just so, so he's people, a, he's a mythological god from exactly. Uh, yeah, from, Point is, he looks like an Olympian. Yes, you know what I mean, yeah. and he's a football player. <laughs> the reason I want to mention this is off tangent, off topic, not has to do with this game, but it's a, it's a popular photo out there on the internet people forget who you stand, people don't know who you're standing next to you know now because you just saw it right yes stand next to aj brown yeah aj brown of the tennessee titans <laughs> now when you stand next to dk metcalf you look like you know ren and stimpy and he looks like ren he, he looks like he looks like his twin brother yeah in real in real life yes in that picture he looks small compared to dk um aj brown's a monster by the way and i don't think i've ever seen a guy Catch a pass where he didn't break a touchdown. I mean, break a tackle uh, and then go for a touchdown. Right. A.J. Brown, phenomenal. I just wanted to talk about it because uh, I saw it on the screen there. And D.K. Metcalf plays for the Seahawks. Yeah. So, (laughs) speaking of that, we're going to allude that as a good way going into fantasy. D.K. Metcalf, what are you expecting out of him in this game? Um to make big plays. That's what he's been doing. Now he had he's had a few drops here and there. He's a rookie. You got to give the guy a chance. But he is the get downfield guy. I was curious what was going to happen when him and Gordon came into the game together. How are they going to use these guys? But Gordon hasn't really had as much of an impact as I thought. He's somebody that they have to think about. But Russell Wilson's always going to throw the ball to whoever whoever is open at the time. Of course, they want to get Tyler Lockett the ball. He is their clear number one over there. But teams also know that, so they focus on him. But I like DK going into this game. Going up now, against the 12th, 25th rated defense against the wide receiver. The wide receiver and then their 15th ranked passing defense in the league giving up 235 yards a game as far as Carolina. The Panthers are concerned. I'm taking, and, and they're right in the middle of the pack. I have Tyler Lockett. I'm playing him. If I had DK, I'm playing him. Okay, um, one more guy on that side. Well, two more guys on that side of the ball. Actually, we're just going to gonna go through the whole Seahawks team, then we'll get to the other one. Uh, Chris Carson. Yes. Chris Carson in this game. Now we know uh, Rashard Penny, torn ACL, done for the season. Very sad for that guy. I mean, he's been battling through injuries his whole career. Um, and it looks like he's going to be sidelined now until at least this point next season, which is 
you know, not good for him. Uh, you don't like to wish anybody injury. However, for Chris Carson owners, such as myself, this is a monster upgrade. You know, now he's going to go back to the role where he's getting 85% of the carries, maybe get a little sprinkled in a CJ Procise in there. They'll probably, knowing the Seahawks, they'll probably call somebody else up to be that third string guy. Um, Chris Carson going up against the 32nd defense against the run. And Kev, he's back that, to being the horse. That is what? Dead last. Yep. Um, I got Chris Carson. If you got Chris Carson out there, you Be get excited. Re- you get ready because I think this boy gonna have himself a game. He's gonna get busy, and I'm playing against him and Lamar. Oh, no reason, goodness. no reason in the world to to sit him ob- for obvious reasons. We know that. Um, the quarterback, come on now, Kevin. We're not, we're not we, even talking. We don't even gonna talk about it. Yes. What are we doing about your boy Jacob Hollister? Um, I have him in my league right now. He's starting. He's it, a starter to me. Okay. Uh, he's projected nine points as of now. Um, and he had some drops last week, and he had seven points. Imagine he had a few more drops. He'd have you in double digits most likely. He'd been having a little case of the dropsies. However, Carolina is fifth against the tight end position. You said that you picked up O.J. Howard. Is that the same league that you picked up O.J. Howard in, that you have Jacob Hollister? No. Okay. I did pick up O.J. Howard in the same league, and he's going up against a 16th-rated defense, and Detroit will get to that game. But just off the top of your head, what would you do if you were me in that position? O.J. Howard. You would start O.J. Howard over Jacob Hollister. Because Mike Evans is hurt. Understandable. And some the ball has to go somewhere else. I agree. And I think if I was, if I was, um, and like you said, we'll get to that. But if I was them, if I was the coaches there, Bruce Arians, I would, how can I get O.J. in this game? He's a freak. I don't mm-hmm. know people on this. I get he's not producing as far as numbers, but athletically, his body, tight end wise, the guy's a freak. I would figure out how to get him to football. I agree. Flip side of the ball. We ain't got to talk about run CMC. No. What are we doing with D.J. Moore? In this situation, you playing that guy if you if you have him? Absolutely, I, he has made himself a R. Uh, right now, I think he's a solidified RB two. I mean, receiver two. Yeah. And if you have him at your flex, I think he is a he is a wonderful flex start. Wonderful flex start. He's had uh, over the last few games. I think he had just twelve last week because he didn't have a touchdown. Still, still decent. Uh, and can't I think he's still a decent. Points. Right, you can't be mad at twelve. Uh, he just didn't get into the end zone. And a few games before that, he's been great. So I love DJ Moore. If I asked you a question, you, you you've been good at this. Rank DJ Moore as a fantasy wide receiver right now. Ooh, so dun, dun. I'm gonna go with thirteen. Ten. Hmm. I was gonna say eleven at first too, because I know he's in there. So if you, he's so been if, playing you got, well. if you got DJ Moore, you're starting him here, uh, without a question, going up against the eighteenth rated defense against the wide receiver. You playing DJ. Anybody else on this Carolina Panthers? offense that you would be starting no uh curtis samuels iffy on my uh, in my opinion if you have a better option than greg olson i take it even though he's probably still the eighth uh, eighth or ninth tight end ranked right now in fantasy but no i think it's dj Moore, cmc and if you're like literally you have to be in a desert and haven't had water in about 24 hours to start kyle allen at quarterback yeah i agree there um one other guy i do want to mention and that's only because you might be in that spot uh, where you don't have a tight end, you know what I mean. You might, you might have had a guy that got hurt. I don't know. You might be the Evan Ingram owner, and you still don't know if he's going to play. Ian Thomas is not a bad option. Last week, five receptions for fifty-seven yards and a touchdown. So, um, you know, it's not the worst case scenario if you got to go with with Ian Thomas here. That that's all I got for this game, Kev. Um, you got anything else in this one? I'm taking Carolina. The The Seahawks don't do blowouts, man. They had one blowout win, and that was versus Arizona. The rest of them have been close. Maybe they were in between 15. I, I just see them keeping this one close. They played a lot of close games this year. 
I'm taking Carolina. And the over. Okay. Well, before you go ahead and take Carolina, I just want to tell you, Seattle Seahawks, 19-8-3 against the spread off a loss since 2014. So just remember that before you take the uh, Carolina Panthers there. I like them. Last thing on this game, Kev, you're going to laugh at this one. Josh Gordon, 9-0 and this season, the only undefeated player on any team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He has not lost a game, him, himself. Because right. when he was with the Patriots, he wasn't losing. And since he was with the Seahawks up, this, excuse me, up until Sunday night, he was undefeated. He was the only undefeated player in the NFL, individual player. Speaking of the New England Patriots, they are going, wow, we can finally say this. You, you, don't you remember the famous saying? On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> New England Patriots at the Cincinnati Bungles. 10-3 and three Patriots taking on the 1-12 and 12 Cincinnati Bungles. Total in this game, 40 and a half. Spread, minus 9, minus 9.5, minus 10. I already saw 10s. I saw 9.5s. Kev, what do you got? I'm not even going to talk about the game. We know who's going to win it, so who cares? Oh, of course they're going to win because they were filming their practices. <laughs> you know what I imagine, though? Bill I imagine Belichick. Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Tom Brady up there sitting in the booth with that pair of glasses on with a nose on and a fake mustache <laughs> with a camera. I can see <laughs> These it. dudes just trying to steal. And then they drop off Robert Kraft at a rub and tug down the road. Right. <laughs> I know the deal, man. That's yeah, I get do. it. I, I don't. The thing that boggles my mind, I can't see why would they do this versus Cincinnati if that's the case. And I think all the details. By the way, the same details that came out about how this happened is the same way that Spygate went. Well, a Spygate was a real cheating issue. Like I'll give you that one. The deflated footballs. Please, Aaron Rodgers is the same way. He he rather the football overinflated. So it's something that all teams are doing. The Patriots just happen to get caught that time, and Aaron Rodgers get does get his balls in. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, overinflated. <laughs> but um, you know, so I, I don't really take into that scandal. But this one is real. It's another one. They actually admitted to being there. They actually got permission from the Browns to to actually video this. But oh, they got permission from the Browns. They have to because it was, a, it was a home game for the Browns, though. Well, so they so they have to get permission. But Browns don't said, care. Neither they want them to lose too, man. Right? I agree. I agree. So, Kev, what are you doing in this Patriots game? Nine and a half, forty and a half is the total. You got a side or a total on this game? I'm taking the Patriots nine and a half. I, you know, I can't see how they don't come out of this one. Two losses in a row, two rough losses at that. The offense not looking good. They look like they're constipated. They can't get it out. They just need a little bit of colace, and I think that's what the Bengals will be. Constipated for them. can't get it out. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. This is my SpongeBob square play of the weekend. I'm give, give me the Patriots minus the nine and a half. Very rare, very rare. You're gonna find me taking. The favorite and the under. Uh, for new listeners, usually I like to correlate the under and the dog or the favorite and the over just because if I feel like there's going to be less points in the game, I would side with the team that's already getting points. If I feel like there's going to be more points, I would side with the team that's laying them. In this case, though, um, I do think the Patriots will win by more than 10, and I do think the game stays under. However, if it starts trickling down to 38, Kev, you know, 38 and a half, 39, somewhere around that number, I will look at a, 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 an over. If I can get 38 and a half, give or take, 
I might start looking at over 38. It's not going to get to 38, but if it does, I'm definitely going over 38 because I could definitely see a 28 to 10, uh, you know, 31 to 10 type game where it just squeaks over the total there. That's that's that. What are we doing with fantasy? For let's, me, let's start with Patriots. Also on the Patriots side, it's Tom Brady. To me, if you're going to take anybody in the backfield, it's James White. Most of the leagues I'm in, James White is either somebody's RB2 or their flex, and they've uh, kept him there all year from mm-hmm. what I've noticed from most teams. And then, of course, Julian Edelman. He's the go-to. He knows him and Tom are always on the same page. And that's really it. And, of course, uh, do we, if you don't talk about it, but the Patriots defense. You're yeah, playing without the Patriots question. defense. Yeah, without question. You know, always. Um, Bengals side, what are we doing there? The only thing over there now, just so you guys know, Auden Tate is on IR. So that means John Ross III is going to be coming in. I actually used – he helped me to a few wins in those first three games. I don't know if you remember. He went off a few times for over 100 yards. I played him for those few games, and then he winded up getting hurt. So I do think he has a chance. He could be a real fill-in. If you're one of those teams who has Mike Evans, Marvin Jones, who has who – else, who else got hurt last week? Marvin Jones, Mike Evans, at receiver. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Calvin Ridley. So if you're any of those guys, John Ross could be an option for you here, but that is a tough option going up against the Patriots defense, who is very good. I still like Joe Mixon, though. He's going to get the volume. The end of the year is going to go through him. They are better. They don't want Andy Dalton throwing picks. And if you don't want Andy Dalton throwing picks, then you're going to have to give Joe Mixon the ball more. How are you feeling? I know you're an owner. How are you feeling about Tyler Boyd? Um, I'm not starting him in this game. Uh, I would be crazy to do that. Uh, going up against the, the number one rated defense against the wide receiver. However, um, Tyler Boyd owners out there, if you can make it to next week, I think he is a viable option at wide receiver taking on the Miami Dolphins. That's the only reason why. I'm at a point in my season where if I ain't using a guy, I'm dropping him because I'm stockpiling on defenses and quarterbacks. Um, but I'm holding Tyler Boyd for next week because I do still think that um, – uh, I, I might have to play him next week against the Dolphins. But that's all. That's it. Uh, Mixon. Uh, I think... I would play him. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a spot where, you know, if you got to this point with Mixon, I think you're it's the rest of your team that's holding you down because Mixon didn't do a lot for the beginning chunk of the season. He came on pretty late. Uh, he's projected 12 points. If I'm a Joe Mixon owner and he gets me 12 to 15, I'm happy. Anything above that, I'm ecstatic because I don't think he's going to get that much, but he can through the pass game. But that's it. Anything else in this game, Kev? That's it. All right, I got some trends. Uh, That's going to back up my my, the squares play of the week for me here. Uh, And listen, people, I joke about the square play stuff, man. The the squares, the square play don't always lose. Uh, um, and, and the square play just means that it's just the thing that everybody else is going to be doing. Sometimes the square play does lose, and that's why it's called the square play. Patriots, 13-7 and seven against the spread off a loss since 2014. They are also 15-5 and five to the under after a loss in that same amount of time. So that would be uh, that would be. That would be good for my my earlier pick with the Patriots minus the points and the under. Very rare occasion there. Also, off two straight non-covers, Patriots are 17-6-2 against the spread since 2008. Uh, Two games in a row, they lost straight up as a favorite. Also, if you go back three weeks, they did not cover against the Dallas Cowboys. So, off three straight non-covers. I don't have have a trend for that, um, but I think that would be rare. But off of two. That is the trend there, 17-6-2 against the spread. Anything else, Kev? Patriots. 
That's it. Yeah, I'm with. I'm on the Patriots and the under there. Uh, the Patriots are going to be a play for me. I'm trying to see if I can get a good number though because I'm seeing ten right now. I don't like ten. If I can get nine and a half, I like that. So I'm a, I'm gonna shop around. Next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Detroit Kitty Cats. Six and seven, Tampa Bay. Detroit, tree nine and one. Kitty Cats, Kev, they haven't won since you and I were playing uh, Super Nintendo. <laughs> Total in this game is 47 and a half spread. Bucks minus tree and a half. Kev, what do you got? The Bucks. I like the Bucks in this one. And I know you're going to have some stuff from me that may counter me, but I'm just sticking with them. I think they're the better team at this point in time, even without Mike Evans. I know we talked about the number being a little wonky, something that you're not liking so much. So I know that you may be leaning to the other side. But even with the loss of Mike Evans, I think that uh, Jameis Winston and this team is just better than the Detroit Lions, who is down to their third quarterback. Marvin Jones is now on IR. They're down to their what, fourth running back? Bo Scarborough was on a practice squad. Yes. And he's now a starter. Ty Johnson still getting a few carries here and there. J.D. McKissick a few little bit here and there. Right, right. So nothing uh, too significant, but I like them. And as far as fantasy is concerned, I I don't even think, are we even talking about Chris Godwin? Of course, he's the man. He's been the man even when the man was there, when Mike Evans was healthy and going, he was still getting it in. I think O.J. Howard is going to be a fantasy swinger in the semifinals this week. Even... If Jared Cook plays, I still might start O.J. Howard because of the loss of Mike Evans. In my opinion, somebody else has to get the ball. Uh, it could be Perryman, I guess. He could be the other guy. Maybe it's Cameron Brait, but I think it's going to be O.J. Howard when it comes to this game. Of, uh, I, I stay away from the backfield totally. I still think Jameis Winston is a starter no matter what, even with all the picks in this game. How are you feeling? Um, James Winston's going to be playing through a broken uh, bone on his throwing thumb. Apparently, it doesn't matter. Just saying. I uh, think he's good for a nice pick, though. He always is. I just said, Kev, to you before we got we're going here, the, the number just seems weird to me, man. You know, the Lions lost Marvin Jones, their second best wide receiver. Like you said, they're on their third string quarterback. You know what I mean? They, they, uh, they, they're on their eighth string running back. Things just the number just doesn't make any sense to me. I know Mike Evans not playing. I, if he was, I think this line would be somewhere closer to five. Um, I'm gonna wait on this game because I, I I like the Lions and I think I'll get a better number if I wait until about 12:58 Eastern Standard Time. Most likely. Um, there's a kind of game, man, where I like to focus on during during the later weeks because this game doesn't mean anything to some people, but it does to to me and my wallet. Uh, and it's, it's let, me, let me ask you something, Kevin. This is just, Detroit hasn't won since uh, week eight. They only beat, this is the only teams they beat this year. They beat the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Giants. Um, they haven't won again since October. I, I know I know, I know. know this might be something weird, but like I just don't see them losing the rest of the season. They got the Bucks, the Broncos, and the Packers. If there's any team that they could beat in them three games, they got to go to Denver, by the way. It's the Bucks. They're not beating the Denver Broncos in Denver, and they're not beating they're not beating the Packers last game of the season in in Green Bay. Not happening. If I could pick one more win the rest of the season, this is it. And that's those kind of things make me say I'm, I'm on the Detroit Kitty Cats here. I know it sounds crazy, man. Um, this might actually be a wager of mine. Uh, it is Wednesday. We're recording this. I got a lot more time to do some homework, but that's that. We already spoke about fantasy. You got anything else? Uh, and I'll and I'll um. 
I'll hit some uh, trends up. The last thing is just uh, no matter what, even without Marvin Jones, I'm riding with Kenny Galladay. I don't have a better choice. If yes, you have I a better choice, about that. I, it's okay. And if you have Kenny Galladay, that's fine. You know, you, you know, if you have a better choice than Kenny Galladay, I don't know. I don't think there's very many. He's been pretty good this year. <laughs> His only kind of downslide there was when he lost Matt Stafford, who was always slinging the ball down the field. But I'm riding with Kenny Galladay. That's my last thought. Keep it moving. Um, yeah, I, I, I still think Kenny G has some. Uh, upside here because Danny Amendola will be now slotted into the second wide receiver and he ain't no bum. You know what I mean? So he he will take some attention off. I do think Danny Amendola is a decent uh, DFS start this week though. I don't know about Danny Amendola, you know, for your fantasy playoffs, for your semifinals, unless you're one of those guys that got hit by the damn the, the injury bug this week and you might have had more than two of those guys that got hurt. Um, maybe, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. Danny Amendola DFS. That's about it for me. Uh, I like Galladay though. I, I think I think there's more upside for him than I do think it's downside. Now that I start to think about it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a game when having greater or equal to 339 passing yards, four and eleven. Against the spread since 2015. Excuse me, 4-11-1. Uh, that one won't matter if there's a hook involved because you obviously can't push with a hook. Uh, they threw for 400 and something yards last week. So, yeah, I like that trend leaning towards the Lions. Also, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 0-7 against the spread away versus an opponent off back-to-back straight up against the spread losses. I always implore you listeners out there to have your own numbers. Reason why I say that is because uh, last week the Detroit Lions closed at 12.5 per my number. Some people had 13, some people had 13.5. And and if that's the case, uh, that last trend wouldn't fit for you here because uh, the Lions aren't off a back-to-back straight up against the spread loss. They are for me. Depending on your numbers, that trend might not fit. Um, It does for me, though. So I'm going to be back in those trends there. I'm going to look a little bit more on uh, on Detroit Kitty Cats this week because I like them points, and I'll be waiting until 12.58 to put my wager in because I think I'll get some more. Yes, sir. Next game, the Bears taking on, actually, you know how I say it, going to the frozen <laughs> tundra, Lambeau Field. Kev, Lambeau Field is a bucket list of mine. Got, uh, absolutely, it's I on mine, go, of course. I want to go Jets-Packers before I croak. Let's, so, maybe, they played in 2014 in Green Bay. Eight years from that is what? Uh, 2022. So, we got a couple of years. So, when where maybe maybe once Quincy gets a couple years in, Maybe we'll we can let, let let let's see if we can say let's do like a family let's do a family trip to Green Bay depending do, on when the game family is. stuff right yeah. when the game is no can, I mean I mean depending on what month if it's in September I could get my wife to go okay October uh, it's gonna be lean it's yeah. gonna be early October <laughs> okay anything after the middle of October that's gonna have to be just me and you she's a hot weather yeah, person understood I ain't, I ain't bundling up the baby with his booger snots coming down his nose yeah. and all that me and you could be frozen <laughs> anything after Halloween that's me and you only deal but. Green Bay Packers, ten and three. Chicago Bears, seven and six. NFC North battle. Um, total on this game, I don't know why it just went away from me. Yep, forty-one. Packers minus four and a half. Kev, what do you got? I like the Bears in this one. I think the Bears have the strengths to take advantage of our inefficiencies on offense. 
right now our offense is Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers are bust. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not complaining about that. But when you go against a good team who can match that, it can be difficult. Now, obviously, Devontae Adams, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones have been good enough for 10-3. and three. And Devontae Adams missing four games at that. And so Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones carried the team while they've been out. And Aaron Jones carried us last week. But even so, I think the Bears have enough to keep it close for us. Right now, we're ranked 21st in pass defense. We are... 22nd in total defense, and we are 25th in the rush game. So I do think David Montgomery has a chance to really get into the game here, um, ha- has a chance to really get into the game and, and and do a good job on behalf of the Bears. I think he and Ty- Tyree Cohen could be a problem for the Packers going into this Sunday game. I think the Bears cover. I think they play close, en- close enough to keep the game close. I think they actually have a chance to win this game. I am not feeling confident playing the Bears. We know each other very well. We play close close games at the end of the year, no matter where the Bears are at lately, especially since Mr. Biskey has been in there as a starter quarterback. So I am not feeling confident as a Packers fan. Yeah, I'd stay away from games like this at this time of the year, divisional games, both teams fighting for playoffs. You know, Packers looking at the division. Um, you know, Bears trying to fight for a wild card spot. Uh, I actually have two bets with two different individuals for the Packers to win the division. Uh, so they'll be paying me, hopefully, in the next coming weeks. Uh, the bet is Packers win the division or the Bears win the division. If neither of them win the division, it's a push. Uh, I'm in good shape right now. Um, the Bears ain't winning the division. So I ain't, I know I ain't laying 50. I'm in that spot where I'm, I'm, I'm in the push zone. It's either a push or a win for me. So hopefully it's a win because I, I want that do-re-me. Um I don't play games like this this time of the year, but if I have to side with a team, I'm taking the Bears with the with the points because I think it's going to be a game that comes down to Mason Crosby at the end. And if that's if if I'm saying that, that means the Bears are up by one or two, uh, and I still think the Bears are going to cover the four and a half. So um, that's that. I'm, I'm siding with the under 41 points. That's not enough for me in this game. I think it's going to be a dog fight or a little sweat at the end. There. I can see like uh, the last year, like two years ago, it was 14-7. Like yeah. I can see a, the I can see a nice 17 season opener. Season opener wasn't it like 10-3? 10-3. Yeah, I'm so, telling you, I think it's going to be yeah. a real fist fight, man. What are you doing here? We spoke about it before. I don't care if the guy dropped 50 last week. I don't care if the guy dropped 58 the week before that. He's still Mitch bum to me. You said if you had him, you're playing him. What are you telling the, the Mitch Bum fantasy owners out there? He plays. Okay. I, I have a hard time. I think Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson will be able to get loose. I love Jair Alexander. I think it's going to be a good matchup between him and Allen Robinson, but I think Allen Robinson will be able to get a few on him, and if they scheme correctly, maybe they get Allen Robinson on somebody else and keep him away from Jair Alexander, who is one of the top corners in the league for the Packers moving forward. But I like like everybody on the Bears, in my opinion, as far as fantasy is concerned. You can start Anthony Miller, especially at flex. Allen Robinson, he'll stay in my lineup until I lose, of course. And then I like David Montgomery going into this game and Mitch Bum. On the Packers side, there's only three guys you want. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. That's it. Yeah, you said you like Montgomery. I'm on the other side there. I'm not I'm not a fan of what he's been doing this year. I do say that he gets volume attempts. I do like that. Um, but, you know, we spoke about it briefly. I, I, I'm, I'm cool with starting Le'Veon Bell over him. Like, if I had Lev Bell, and I said Lev Bell's on my against it list, um, I'm cool with starting him over David Montgomery. Uh, I just don't like the production with those attempts. Same with Tyreek Cohen. 
I'm not really feeling it in this matchup. However, you know, 27th against the run. That's hard to argue with. You know what I mean? That's that's uh, the Green Bay Packers going 27th against the running back. Um, that's it. Green Bay side. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Adams. That's it. Uh, I, I did say, I did say, if you are in a running back spot or a flex problem, Jamal Williams, I'm going to give you his last uh, games from week six on. 23 fantasy points, 12 fantasy points, 18, 16, 6, 14, 10, and 2. Two duds um, in an eight-week span, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, two duds in an eight-week span. I don't think that's too bad if you're in a jam. Jamal Williams, flex spot, going up against, you know, the Bears defense, 18th against the running back. Not that bad. Not that bad at all, and I'm with you as far as Jamal Williams, but I, and that's not something by not so, that's not somebody I can depend on going into this. But semifinal, you, right? I got you. Right, and you also have to keep in mind that I'm a running back guy, so I have too many ahead of him. But you, if you're a receiver guy, and you're one of those who like I played teams who had um, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and another monster and they went straight three the three best receivers they can find and if you need Jamal Williams at a r- running back two in that spot I like him yeah I like him as a flex if you're a receiver or, yeah, guy flex or a running back two guy absolutely and if you got hit with a uh, an injury bug you might be one of the guys that has you know the carousel of running backs in Pittsburgh the carousel of running backs in Arizona I'm just throwing it out there to all the scenarios you might have Jamal Williams is not the worst option Jamal Williams Bo Scarborough Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Peyton Barber. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think there's anybody else oh, real quick. Oh, and because of volume. He's, there's nobody else. He's going to get the volume. Okay. I'm um, just trying to think if there's anybody else. I don't want to drag it out. Jamal Williams. Sony Michelle. Jamal Williams. Okay, cool. Next game. Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos, 5-8. and eight. Chiefs, 9-4. and four. Good old AFC West battle. We got a total in this game, Kev. 46 and a half. That's pretty high for me. And Chiefs minus 10. What do you got? Give me those points. With the Broncos, I'm si- Yep, that is me. I am sipping the Kool-Aid. I put extra sugar in it. Cherry, I am all over. <laughs> what Vince just did, that's the both of us slurping all over the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke. We, we already know. This is the one thing that worries me. The Chiefs defense has been unbelievably improved since the beginning of the season. They were a sieve early on. They are now 20th in total yards. They're 12th in pass yards, 14th in points, 9th on third down. They have improved great from the beginning of the year. So that's the one thing that gives me cause. But think about it. So are the Denver Broncos. Yes, they are not a very good football team. They are 5-8. and eight, But they are 5-8 and eight also because their defense is 12th in total yards, 6th in pass yards. They're 10th in points, 13th on third down. They could be better in the rush area, but that's also a weakness for the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't know who's going to play. They don't. They run the ball just enough just so Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball 50 times. So it's kind of hard to depend on their running backs in the backfield. And Drew Locke has looked very good since he's come in. He's not afraid. He's playing unafraid. He's getting the ball downfield, but he better be wary of Tyron Matthew, who is a ball hawk, and he will be paying attention to those rookie mistakes. Honey Badger. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs defense, I yapped them up. Yapped them up in both my leagues that I'm in the playoffs because I planned on playing them the next two weeks. Let me give y'all the the rundown, the last three games for them. 17 points against the Chargers. 9 points against the Raiders. And 16 points 
against the Patriots. In that four-game span, Kev, four interceptions, two interceptions, one interception. Seven interceptions, one fumble, one defensive touchdown in a four-game span. This Chiefs defense is clicking on all cylinders. Kev, you're good at this. Tell me right now where the Kansas City defense ranks in fantasy. Ooh, that's a good one because they're they have really really improved. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a bit conservative on this one though, and I'm gonna go with eleven. You are right on the number. Sometimes I, I think you cheat, bro. I think you, I, I, look. A, I'm look. I'm not looking Kevin, at nothing. I'm Kevin, showing you my phone. Kevin Bella cheat. Yeah, I'm not, I swear I'm not no, cheating. No, I got you. I'm just busting chops. <laughs> uh, Kansas City's defense is going up against the 23rd rated offense in the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, I mean. I think 10 is a little too high for the Chiefs. This is not the same high-powered offense we're used to seeing. It's because their run game is non-existent. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, I think uh, teams that could take away the pass and have them relying on on this plethora of running backs that aren't doing squat for the, for the Chiefs, they're going to be in trouble. So, um, you know, they got a good cornerback uh, in, in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Why am I drawing a blank on this dude's name? Chris right Harris? Now? Yes, thank you. My bad. No problem. So, you know, I think he'll be on Tyreek Hill. I don't know if he's going to be able to bottle him up, though. Um, I don't know, Kev. Ten points is a lot for me. I don't – I can't give y'all something right now. And, but I do think this is going to be Drew Locks. I don't care what you out there tell me. His first road start against a division rival. Okay, yeah, he started on the road against the Chargers. Give me a break. That's not a road game. They That's still got talented players, though. You're not a good I'm team. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a divisional road game. Okay. That's tough for a rookie. Okay? okay. This team is playing for a playoff spot. The Chargers ain't playing for poop. And in L.A., that's not a road game. Chargers, I hear what you're saying. I spoke to my boy the other day, right? He told me he does Uber out in Cali. Okay. Spoke to a Chargers fan. Guy had no idea. They, a Chargers fan. Guy had no idea they even moved out of San Diego. What? Okay? Those are Chargers fans. So you tell me Drew Locke, a road start against a divisional rival in L.A.? Nah. That, that's like a home game for that team. And I'm just going to say Kansas City is a real, like, that team is crazy. Yes. Like, you, there's probably a lot of red rooms yeah. in, in oh, that yeah. city. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's still called Arrowhead, but they, they, they there was a ranking out there. Um, of the toughest cities to play in. And Kansas City was up there. They love you know the what team. Mean? So uh, this team's trying to fight for the playoffs. I don't know, man. This seems inflated to me. And I think with the big game that Denver had, this is going to be the rare occasion where I think if you like the Chiefs, you might want to wait. Um, and you could get a better number because I think people might be gobbling up uh, the Broncos at 10. I don't really know right now. Uh, I'm going to say Broncos plus 10, but I'm not sold on it. And this total, this seems a little too high for me, given the fact that the Chiefs defense has been playing better and the Broncos defense has been playing better. 46 and a half seems a little too high for me. So and, I like and the best thing about the Broncos, they were never bad on defense. They've, no. been, they've, been, they've been like all they, year. Yeah, even without They had Vaughn. a little problem there for a little bit right. in the beginning. You know what I mean? But they got it together. Right. Uh, fantasy, what are we doing here? You know, um, what if you let, let's say you got a there's a listen we know we know two teams you and I both know two teams two different leagues that l- literally do not have a quarterback they do not have a starting fantasy quarterback they're just shrugging their shoulders 
What if you're that guy? Would you start Drew Locke in this situation? I'd be a little nervous. Like you just said, this is Kansas City. This is a real squad. It's hard to play. This He's going to be challenged. They've improved. They're 12th in the past. There's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't choose Drew Locke because mm-hmm. I feel like in some of those same leagues, if Drew Locke is available, wouldn't you think Ryan Tannehill is available? Or maybe, you know, depending, he, he is not my favorite. Ryan Tannehill would probably be my favorite waiver wire pickup if he's still available for mm-hmm. you guys. But... If you are in a really tough spot, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. No, I don't. Okay. I, I wouldn't want Drew Locke. Now okay. that I'm talking through it. Cortland Sutton going up against the second-rated defense against the wide receiver. Kevin, second-rated defense against the wide receiver. They're good. Uh, are you starting Sutton? Mm, he's the only guy, though. And if Drew is who we say he is, he'll get, the, he'll get him the ball. Uh, first game that Drew Locke played, four receptions, 74 yards, two touchdowns for Cortland Sutton last week. Five for 34, no touchdowns. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. If I got nobody else, I'm going with Sutton, but I'm, I'm reluctant to do so. Noah Fant has been playing well. Tight ends are hard to come by. You might not have one. I'm not remiss to start Noah Fant here in, in this situation. I don't love it. You know what I'm saying, Kev? But uh, he is not – you could do worse. Kansas City is 28th against the running uh, – the tight end. So, no offense there. Kansas City side, you're starting all the big-name guys. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. But I think that's where it stops, though, man. I got Sammy Watkins. There's no way I'm starting him. I got no interest in it. He's literally – he's a bench guy just until see what happens. You know what I mean? If I if I needed him, I would not – I'd rather I, – I think I might go to waivers before I start Watkins. Um, he's more bust than boom. The running backs are atrocious at this point. Damian Williams is questionable, says he might play this game. Even if he plays, I'm not playing him. Agreed. Anything else on this one? No, sir. I'm going to go with Broncos plus 10 in the under. That's right now. If I can get this Chiefs team to under 9, I'm going to take it. Next game, Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Giants. Kev, this is – we last week we had the Super Doodle Bowl. This is Super Duper Doodle Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 3-10 Dolphins taking on the 2-11 and 11 New York Giants. These two teams are playing for a top three pick in next year's draft. Uh, Giants minus 3.5, which is crazy. And the spread on this game is 46.5. Kev, what do you got? I don't the Giants. I guess. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna take the Giants. I, I think I think the spread's wild, but I think I'm gonna take the Giants. I, I have to. Eli's gonna play. He played well last week. I'm very excited about Darius Slayton going into my semifinal, mm-hmm. playing Miami. I love the matchup going into this game. Even if Ty Hilton decides he wants to play, I am sticking with Darius Slayton as far as this game is concerned. I'm taking the Giants three and a half. I don't even know what else to tell you, man. Yeah. Um, there's nobody else to even take in fantasy though. You have Darius Slayton, right? Maybe Sterling Shepard. Uh, of course, Saquon Barkley, if you have him, mm-hmm. uh, he's been disappointing overall. He was injured, but probably not, came not back too him. soon. Yeah. You're right. You're not going to not play the guy. Is there anybody? You know who I think, though, on the Miami side who is worth the conversation? Patrick Leard. I, I, I knew you about to say that, yeah. He's been really good, man. He, he's yeah. come through for them. He's played well. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's where he's supposed and to he's be. he's the only guy. Well, yeah, and, and the fact that he's left. But he, I think he got himself a roster spot for sure into the future. He might, If he's going to play like that and, and maybe he can play some fullback, yeah. he might might be able to get himself a second contract but that's all i got man yeah i just wanted to talk fantasy because there's really not much else to talk about in this game i don't care who wins i do think that the giants have too much talent to not win this game i agree you know what i mean like and you go through the miami dolphins um um you know roster you can't name that many guys because a lot of their better players are hurt 
um, especially if Devontae Parker don't play. I mean, it's going to be tough for me to back the Giants, but the fact that they were up 14 points on the Eagles and blew that game in, that, that make that's sick. Um, give me the Giants minus a three and a half. I don't have an, an indication on a total. I think 46, is, is, is 46 and a half is a lot of points, but there's going to be no defense being played. I think the Giants have too much talent, again, to lose this game. Fantasy, you said it. I'm not going to repeat it. We're not going to waste time on this crap game because we got to. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we, we, we want to get to other games. The way you said it was funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get to other games, the ones that matter more, and this one don't matter. Super Doodoo Bowl Part 2. Uh, give me the Giants minus three and a half. You got anything else, Kev? Keep it moving. The Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Probably one of the best games of the week uh, for AFC South Division rivals. Eight and five Texans, eight and five Titans. Whoever wins this game, Kev, is going to be in first place. Total in this game is 49 and a half. Titans minus three. Kev, what do you got? I'm terrified. You know why? Hmm. The thing we previously thought about the Tennessee Titans is now the personality of the Houston Texans, where they go from beating the Patriots to losing to the Broncos to losing to the Broncos, getting yeah. waxed at that, like My, just poo pooed on. Wanted to mention third game in Deshaun Watson's career that he's lost by more than one touchdown in a row, and it really wasn't like he had he led the not, comeback no, too, not, not in a row in, in, in overall his entire career. Oh, his entire career, I yeah. agree with that, and he and he led the comeback towards the end. There. I think they wound up putting up like twenty four points in the second half. But that score was those were garbage points. Oh, I yeah. agree. It was it was right at the end. It was DeAndre Hopkins just killing them, and they couldn't stop him during the second half. But they were never going to win that football game. I have no clue what to do here. But this is another game where I'm just slurping. I'm slurping on Ryan Tannehill. I'm slurping on Derrick Henry. I'm going to ride them. I feel like they're going to control the ball on the ground. Derrick Henry is a monster. He is like a he is on the alien list. He is uh, like he is unbelievable. He is a, the one of the biggest people you've ever seen. And then he outruns guys that are half his size. Literally, like you got these 190 pound D backs who can't catch up to this guy as he's running down the sideline. The Tennessee Titans are still 10th in rush yards, 9th in points, 19th in total yards. So they're pretty good on defense, and they're 8th in rush yards for this team, 10th in points on offense. When's the last time you saw the Tennessee Titans scoring uh, 24 points a game? What? what, um, what who's the quarterback? Uh, Steve McNair. It's probably the last time you saw them putting up points in that kind of fashion. So I'm going to stick with the Titans here, I guess. I, I don't know if you consider a square play or not, but if you have to put make, have me make a choice, I'm taking t- the Titans. I can't argue with you. Again, this is that time of the year where I don't like to play these divisional games. We're going to see a lot of divisional games in the next three weeks because that's what you do. Kev, we spoke about it before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Last seven games for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, six and one. Six and one since he's been inserted into the lineup. I do say this, though, Kev, when it comes to two division rivals, I always side with the points. So I, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I kind of lean towards the Texans plus three. If I get three and a half, I even like it more. But you already know, Kev, why I don't like backing the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien, I don't trust them. So this is a complete stay away from me. However, 49 and a half points. I know these two teams. I know they've been blowing up the points. But look back at how these two teams have been putting up a lot of points. It's these last... Third, end of third quarter, end of end of fourth quarter, garbage, you know, turnovers turning into pick sixes, fumble returns for touchdowns. 
I feel like this this total is way too inflated for me. And you're looking at a division rival matchup. I love me some under in this game. Not a play yet, but I'm definitely looking that way. And uh, it's something I want to do some more research on. Uh, let's jump to fantasy, and then I'll close out with some trends. I, I don't have much, but um, Deshaun Watson, obviously no-brainer. De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously no-brainer. But I think... I think those are the only two guys you could start here, man. I don't I, want Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson. Me neither. I, unless you're the only, if you're considering Duke Johnson or Carlos Hyde, you're a receiver guy, most likely. You went, you went Michael Thomas, you went DeAndre Hopkins, you went Devontae Adams early in your drafts, or Amari Cooper early in your drafts, and then you filled in with some of the guys like like a Jamal Williams, a Carlos Hyde, a James White. So if you're if you're a receiver guy and you went heavy and that's where you want your team to be strong, you you're considering Carlos Hyde, and if that's the case. Why not? I I would take him in the game. Right now, Tennessee is still ranked. Hold on one second. They're ranked 10th in rushing, so that's not the best choice if if, if you're a receiver guy who has who's considering Carlos Hyde. So if you have better choices, I would take that better choice. If not, then they are 21st against the running back, though. So the actual position of the running back. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Duke Johnson, he had 10 points last week, but I don't think it's nothing, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not doing that. Um, Tennessee side. Derrick Henry, no-brainer. Ryan Tannehill, what are you doing? He plays. You start him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially if you're one of those teams right now. We have a few, like like Pat. Pat is, is in between uh, Mitch Bum. He's in between Phillip Rivers and Gardner Minshew, probably all these other guys. Pat, a player and listener in our big boy league. Absolutely. So if he like if, if he had the option of taking Ryan Tannehill, I would take it without blinking an eye. I'd put him in there, and I would never think about it again. Uh Houston's 27th against the quarterback, so that's Ooh. a great spot there. And uh, 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 funny enough, uh, Pat and I speak often, one of my good friends, uh, probably in the last three weeks, he's probably told me, I wish I took Ryan Tannehill. I'd probably say like 15 times he's texted me that. I wish I took Ryan Tannehill. Oh. So you're absolutely right. If you're one of those guys that don't have a quarterback, sometimes you still make it. Listen, every year there is a team with one weakness that makes it to the end. Like, it happens. You know, you don't win the championship and not have a weakness. Very rare. Everybody has one. It's just what do you plug in and play at that time? And he's been, although he doesn't have a quarterback, he's been putting in the right guys. Up until last week, he wound up squeaking by because he left the the two better quarterbacks on the bench. Um, Our other league, you know, in the listener league, Rob don't have a quarterback. He's been rolling with Phillip Rivers. Right. You know what I mean? And and he doesn't really have a tight end either. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So there's always weaknesses on teams. Last year, I won a championship. I did not have a tight end. Le- legitimately lost Greg Olson at the end of the year and went matchups the rest of the way. I don't think my tight end scored double digits in the playoffs, no matter who I had started. And I still won. So you have weaknesses. Fill it in. If Tannehill's out there in any league, I don't know why. Grab him. Even if you don't play him. Have him on your bench. If you won't, if you're not playing Tannehill, it's probably because you got one of the top five or ten quarterbacks. Right. Derek Henry, we said no brainer. Let's talk about AJ Brown. Yes. Well, start him. Yes. Okay. If if he's gonna if if I'm talking about starting Ryan Tannehill, why wouldn't I start AJ Brown? I, I I that's like a little package, little happy meal. I'll take them both together, stick them both in the spot. Give me AJ Brown in my flex. I'll start Ryan Tannehill. I'm happy with that. Uh, last three games for. Um, A.J. Brown, four receptions, 135, three for 45, and five for 153. Big plays. Yeah, he's had three 100-yard games this season and one 94-yard game this season uh, for a rookie. Those are great numbers. 
I agree with you. I tried to get him in one league, but somebody else did. Uh, the league I'm in the playoffs in just for a blocker. I just didn't want him to have him. Right. Now he has him. I, I kind of think this is always cool, though, for me. Um, I'm going against A.J. Brown in two leagues. So I'm rooting for him to have absolutely nothing. Right. But I like that. I like I like that I'm going against him in both leagues. So uh, it's, it's just, it kind of eliminates me rooting, for, rooting against all these different players, and I'm just rooting against one guy. Kev... At the end, I'm going to side with the Houston Texans and the points, and I like the under. How about you? I'm with you. Well, no, you said Houston Texans. I'm on the Titans. Okay. But I will take the under because I do think the number is inflated because of their last few games. Sounds good. I don't have many trends here. Only one. Not really great trend to follow, but... Texans are eight and four straight up in their last twelve away games. So if they're if, if that's the case, um, you know that's them just winning. I like them with the points. Next game, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Redskins. Good old NFC East battle here. Uh, Eagles minus four and a half. Total in this game is forty. Eagles six and seven. Redskins three and ten. Let's make it quick, Kev. What do you got? I think the Washington Redskins have the better look, I guess, from fantasy. Mm -hmm. I think the Washington Redskins can start the defense. Mm -hmm. You can start them. I picked them up. I think just with the Eagles being down, not having receivers, Alshon Jeffrey is done for the year. They'll be they'll be more of a focus. Obviously, uh, you know they they have limited. Well, they have Miles Sanders left. They have Goddard. They have Ertz, and then it uh, looks like uh, Boston Scott is a is a pretty good player. I read something out there that Josh McCown, the backup quarterback, was going to play wide receiver for the Eagles on Monday night, like in the middle of the game when 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 Jeffries went down. They only had two receivers left. That's crazy. That's all they had left. So that why did they cut Jordan Matthews? Like they need, they're obviously going to bring him back. They have to. Well, I don't know why they cut him though. Maybe because yeah. they thought Ward was better. Maybe I, I don't he's, know what they were doing. Maybe they thought Alshon was fine and healthy enough to play, and they would have been good. But you got to keep the guy on there. You're obviously having a really tough run here. A really tough run here. You got to keep as many receivers as you can get. But I like. The Washington defense, and I like Scary Terry going into this game as far as fantasy is concerned. So you like Washington with the points as well? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, man, this is an ugly game. Yeah, it's going to be. I don't even I want know no if I want to pick a side. Game, right. I want no parts of this game. Again, I always have to. I think the Eagles will find a way to win this game, but it's just going to be so hard without their receiver. Like, they're literally on their four-string receiver. And if Aguilar doesn't play, that's going to be tough. I mean, you got Goddard, you got Ertz. You know what I mean? Goddard is now your second receiver. You know, It's Ertz, Goddard. That's the way I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? This kid, Ward, um, you're going to have to have Miles Sanders get involved out the backfield. Boston Scott. I, I do think the Eagles can squeak this game out. I just don't know if it's four and a half. I could see I could see them winning this game like, you know, 17-13, you know, 20-17. to 17. So, I don't know if they're going to cover that number. I like the under, but I don't know, Kev. This is a bad one. I'm not definitely not betting on this game here, man. Uh, this is an ugly game. I don't even want to watch it. Um, I could see, though, I could see the Redskins ending the Eagles season, too, though. I could see it happen. There's a chance. They've been playing better. Haskins has been better. There's a real chance that they can come in and play well enough to win this game, and their defense keeps them in games. 
I'm gonna I remind you guys every week what going into the game, Washington's defense is eleventh in the pass, they're eighteenth in total yards, twentieth in points. They're not great, but they are not awful either. They held the Packers to twenty points. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Now Aaron Jones beat them up. So he he killed them on the ground. So I can see maybe Miles Sanders and Boston Scott being the lead of this game mm. and them getting that working because that's why I think I'm going to be starting Miles Sanders over everybody else I have at Flex in the Willow Glen League. But uh, if I, if you're going to you, – you're going to have to put a gun to my head to have me make a choice in this game. And if I have to make a choice, I'm going to take the – Washington Redskins with the um, points. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel good about it. I, I like. I'm I got just ta- you. I don't feel good about taking the Eagles. So trust me, I'm <laughs> with you. Um, you know, I'm. I, I do want to mention Darius Geis back on injury reserve. Poor guy can't catch a break. MCL sprain. That means insert old man River, Adrian Peterson back in action. Yeah, and we got Christian Thompson, a little little sprinkle of him in there too this week. So, um, yeah, I I'm a I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm with this it's confusing, a, yeah. right? <laughs> Eagles, I'll take Washington. That's what I'm sticking with. I'm going Eagles and under. Anything else, Kev? Keep it moving. Next game: Cleveland Brownies at the Arizona Cardinals. Browns six and seven. Cardinals tree nine and one. Total in this game. 47 and a half brownies minus two and a half. Kev, what do you got? I think the Arizona Cardinals and their playoff dreams going into this season. And the Browns playoff dreams. And the Browns playoff dreams. The the Browns, if they win out, they do have a mathematical chance to make it. Obviously, overall, Arizona is not a great football team. They have shown up a few times. They've been close in a lot of these games moving forward. But I do think Arizona comes out and wins this game. So I'll take the home dog in this one with the two and a half points. As far as... Fantasy is concerned, everybody. I like. I don't think there's anybody yeah. I don't want. Yeah. Well, Christian Kirk has a very tough matchup as far as playing the defensive backs in Cleveland. Cleveland is ranked eighth in the past because they have Denzel Ward, because they have Greedy Williams. They're 16th in total yards, 15th in points. They do give up a ton of rush yards, so I could see uh, Kenyon Drake. And David Johnson having a very a really good day. What do you think about David Johnson coming out having twelve points last week and scoring a touchdown? I don't think much of it. You don't think it matters? I just I just don't think it's much of it because I'm not playing that carousel game with the running backs, man. You just don't know who's gonna be playing for these guys. Right. You know, I know David Johnson had a little bit of, you know, a little spark, but his I just, teammates not, seem really happy for him too, because I feel there's yeah. something going on there we don't know about, but his teammates were a little were very exuberant after he scored his touchdown. No, I agree. Um Got to say something here, too. This is the first time in franchise history the Browns have beaten all three of the AFC North opponents in the same season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Shout out to uh, WTF Stats on Instagram for that. Uh, Got to drop drop the, you know, drop the plugs when I, when I see something good out there. I wanted to point that out for you guys. Uh, also, from WTF Stats, Kenyon Drake. Oh, and 11 this season. This guy hasn't gotten a win. He started out with Dolphins 0 and 6, and ever since he's been on the Cardinals, they're 0 and 5. So, uh, poor Kenyon Drake. He's he's the mush. He he is the mush, and they need to stay away from giving him the ball that many times, thinking that he is David Johnson. I, I don't know. I, w- I hope there's a story that comes out that explains what happened here. And, and maybe it's just purely injury. He wasn't as well. Maybe. I, I don't know what happened, but I feel like there's something there to explain that. Are you starting Odell? Yes, yes, okay. even even against Patrick Peterson. What about David Njoku? 
If, um, you're, if you're in a tight end spot where you need a tight end. He played well last week, you know. He, he only had, like, one point, though. Oh, right, but, you know, just coming back, he was targeted. Uh, it depends. It's it's so hard because it, it dep- I need to know what else that team has before I'm going to think about starting David Njoku. But I think it's something to consider for sure, you know. David Njoku going up against the 32nd rated defense against the tight end. Uh, you'd have to consider that depending on what your tight end situation is. And I know some people out there are scraping right now trying to find themselves a tight end. So David Njoku is a guy that I would absolutely consider in that spot. Are you starting Baker Baker to touchdown maker and Kyler Murray? I would be more likely to start Baker Mayfield than I would... Kyler Murray in this game. Oh, the, the the Browns defense is good. I just took I just gave you the rankings. Yeah. They're, they're not bums. They're the farthest thing from bums. And they'd be even better if they still have Miles Garrett. I think Arizona still wins this game. I think Kyler Perry, Kyler Murray plays well, and I think the run game is going to be the reason why. And I hope he gets his legs moving against this porous run defense for the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like there's no question about that. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any trends. I do not. Jarvis Landry, yeah. They're, go, they're, they're going up against the 32nd defense in the league when it comes to total yards. So I, there's nobody on the Browns I'm not starting. Um, And you said, what about, I mean, I got to mention Larry Fitz. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, and, then, and then I guess maybe, well, no, because it doesn't matter. What, no matter which side one of them are on, they're both dealing with a lockdown corner. So I, I don't like the receivers going into I And I have Christian Kirk. I'm starting Robert Woods versus Dallas over him. Okay. That's it. I don't got nothing else for this game. Keep it moving. Next game. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Oakland Raiders. Oakland minus six and a half. Total in this game is 45 and a half. This is going to be short and sweet, Kev. I'm not laying six and a half points with the Oakland Raiders. I don't care how bad Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing. I don't care if they got to go out all the way out to Oakland. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you sound so defiant about I, that. <laughs> not, not laying six and a half points with them. I can't back the Jaguars either, though. They stink. So, But I got to pick a side, man. It's like, I'm give me the points, even though it's like I'm not. This would be a game I only – if, if I look at the score at the end of the game and Jaguars covered, I'd be like, ooh. If they don't, I'm going to be like – like I'm eh, right, yeah. right. Like I, it's whatever. I knew it was gonna happen anyway. But can the Jaguars just end the season on this terrible run that they are on? I don't think so. Like I hope not because I got Leonard Fournette going in this game, and I want him. Let's to talk destroy about fantasy because that's all that matters. So talk about fantasy. Uh, there, yeah, uh, I think for Jacksonville, you start. I think you can start Gardner Minshew in this game. Obviously, DJ Shark. I think you'd be crazy to not start DJ Shark in yeah. this game. Leonard Fournette is always going to be a start, no matter what game he's going into on that side. I don't think there's anybody else. Would you? go with dd westbrook or uh or i wouldn't go with dd i wouldn't go with mm-hmm. keelan cole i'm no. just sticking with the main stakes yeah. as far as that Fournette, side. shark and maybe Minshew if you need if, if you're you, stuck if, you, if you're stuck and then you also have the raiders who are ranked 28th in total yards and they're also 28th in pass defense so that gives you a, a leaning towards starting gardner Minshew if you're one of those teams who has doing a quarterback shuffle yeah uh josh jacobs is he gonna play I have no clue. <laughs> we'll see. I think I, I'm pretty sure they hope that he toughs it out when it comes to this game. But I don't know. Do we have any information of where he's at right now? He's questionable with the shoulder. Yeah, no, no. I, I didn't see any updates yet. Uh, DeAndre Washington is definitely a guy you want to roster this week, just because if he doesn't go, you know what I mean. Um, you got a good shot. Only problem is they play at four o'clock. Right. So if you got question marks at one o'clock, 
you can't wait to four to make your decision. Um, you know that that sometimes could bite you in, bite you in the butt. You know what I mean? Um, I hate to point it out, man, uh, but a guy in our big boy league made a bad mistake last week. He he waited until four o'clock to see if Josh Jacobs was going to play or not. Obviously, you know, I had to figure out if he's going to play a four. However, he didn't take him out of his lineup. Cost him a fantasy win in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So uh, the four o'clock games are are they're they're how do you say it, Kev? It's like they're a, it's an enigma. You right. know what I mean? You have to be aware of that. But what I'm saying is roster DeAndre Washington and keep an eye on it. If you got one o'clock guys going though, and you got question marks there. You know, you're going to have to roll the dice and figure out a backup plan. And they got good news via the MRI. They MRI'd him again. The shoulder, there's no structural damage at the time. It was just a sprain, and he was only expected to miss one game. So you can think that Josh Jacobs is going to play. But if I were you, I would follow at Vinny Goombatz's advice. You get DeAndre Washington. You stake out. You stake it out. If he plays, great. You run with him. If not, you put DeAndre Washington in. Mm-hmm. You're good. And yeah. I think he can have a good game versus the Jaguars. Uh, right now, it's showing he's going to play uh, Jacksonville's 30th against a running back. I'm going up against Josh Jacobs in a league. Obviously, I'm hoping he don't play. Right. Um, I don't know, Kev. I, I got to look at the the you know the real life thing here. Rookie rookie running back. What are you playing for? I mean, I know this team is six and seven. They might think they can go on a run. I don't think they go on a run. I mean, that's just my opinion. However. I don't know. I think, you know what, now I'm starting to, I'm flip-flopping. I think he does play. These are the last three games. Jags, Chargers, Broncos. I mean, theoretically, the Raiders could could finish out 3-0. They have gone on a three-game win streak before. Uh, Actually, they they had a two-game win streak, a three-game win streak, and with some losses in the middle there. Um, Raiders have not lost more than three games in a row this season, so that's just something to point out. Uh that's all I got. With Would you start thing. any receivers for the Raiders? No. Tyrell Williams has been terrible. He's the only guy. Uh, Darren Waller, I'm starting him if I got him. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's their number one wide receiver. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Jacksonville stinks. That's it. Agreed. Next game. Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. Vikings 9-4. and four. Chargers 5-8. and eight. Vikings minus tree, two and a half. I'm seeing 44 and a half is the total. Kev, what do you got? I feel like the Chargers are more of what they were before they played last week when Phillip Rivers had 37 points and they won pretty easily. Versus, that's a good question who it's versus. Hold on. Give me a second. Who did the Chargers play last week? I am. They played the Jaguars. They played the Jaguars and beat them up pretty good. It was 45 to 10. They were great last week, but I think they are more of the team that they were before that. I think they're going to be going into the fourth quarter down, and Phillip Rivers is going to have to try to win this game. The Minnesota needs to win this game, so they're going to be taking this one very seriously. Not like they took that Lions game last week where they just ran the ball in the second half three times in a row and gave it back to their defense. <laughs> they did not care. They were like, oh, just run the ball three times. All mm-hmm. defense will take care of the rest of this, and we'll deal with the rest of it later. We talked about that on the recap. I thought that was funny. But I'm going to take the Vikings in this game, man. I am not trusting L.A. and the Chargers. I trust Kirk Cousins more and his cast of players than I trust Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, Adam Thielen questionable. He's always questionable the last few weeks. But them hamstrings things, man, they linger. They linger. Adam Thielen owners are praying he comes back. Kev, if you were an Adam Thielen owner. No. Okay. Thank you. I'm not either. I'm not either with a hamstring. Listen, I know it's the playoffs. But if you got this far, 
and you got Adam Thielen, it wasn't because of him. You know what I'm saying? You I agree. Get, He's been out for what, yeah, five, six weeks? Longer than that. It's got to be. I'll, I'll check right now. But, I mean, you're in the playoffs. It ain't because of Adam Thielen. You go can, ahead. Oh. You could go further without him. He hasn't played since week eight against Washington. He actually, I think that so I get, seven weeks. Yeah, uh, week nine. It looks like he suited up, but didn't play, or maybe that was the game he retweaked the hammy. Yep. Um, I'm telling you, hamstrings are a season killer. You know what I mean? I would not play Adam Thielen until I watch him play and he looks fine. So if you're an Adam Thielen owner, let him play this week. Even if listen again, you're not in the semifinals because of him. So you've been doing fine without him. Leave him on your bench. I know it's Adam Thielen. Let him play. If he blows up for 30 points and you lose your game, you cannot be mad. Right. You can't. I am telling you, he ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he does go for 30 points and you win, then you better put that boy in the lineup for your championship game. Right. That's where I'm at with Adam Thielen. I'm with you on that, man. I, I have a hard time arguing with you as far as that's concerned. I'm just, I just wouldn't play him. I just, there's no. no way I'm doing that. And they have good corners over there in LA. They got Casey Hayward. They, they, they'll be just fine. But I, if you're gonna, a gun to my head, I'm taking the Vikings in this game with the three points. I, I don't see how the Chargers do it. They don't have a real home team. They don't have a home game. I don't think it's gonna feel like that. And now Kirk Cousins is used to playing without. Adam Thielen, they depend on their running backs. Stephon Diggs has been decent, so I like the Vikings. How about fantasy? Also, oh, uh, my bad. No, you good. Also, the the Vikings are going up against the third rated defense against the wide receiver. So if you're playing Adam, if you if you have Adam Thielen, you definitely don't want to play him there again. They have really good D backs uh, over there, man. If you have Stephon Diggs, you know temper your expectations here because you you might not be looking at uh, a lot of points. What Dalvin Cook? You obviously play him. Melvin Gordon, you obviously play him. Austin Eckler, you obviously play him. I have Eckler in one league. I'm going against him in another. So I'm right in that spot where I want him to get like a nice 20 and call it a day. Eckler going up against Eckler and Gordon going up against a six-rated run defense. Dalvin Cook, without a question. What are you doing with guys like um, Kyle Rudolph? Mike Williams. What are we doing with guys like that? I like Kyle Rudolph's chances of getting those. They've been looking at him in the red zone. He's been more. He has. He has been the guy who has picked up for the team in the absence of Adam Thielen. Chargers and, eighth against the tight end. Would they have very good linebackers? I assume and safeties. That's part of the reason why they're so good in that area. The Chargers defense is not a slouch. Their offense has been really most of the problem going into this season. And Philip Rivers, he was atrocious there for about four straight games in a row. But I if you it depends on what you, what you're looking at, but I think Kyle Rudolph is a viable starter. Do I like the matchup? No. Do I I do like the fact though that his offense needs to depend on him to get to move the ball a little bit because they don't have the guys that they used to have. They have what Laquan Treadwell. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Stephon Diggs. Who's the other receiver there? Irv Smith Jr. is the other tight end. Other tight end. So yeah. you know I, I I like Kyle Rudolph going into this game. Also, uh, Mike Williams for the Chargers going up against the 26-rated defense against the wide receiver. So uh, he might be an option to get started there too. There's there's a lot of fringe guys, and then there's guys with no question that you're starting. Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. What are you doing? Kirk Cousins. Okay. I just believe in Minnesota's defense more. I think Kirk Cousins will be decent enough, and I think he'll have the protection from the run game. So if you're going to force me to choose, I will take Kirk. Anything else in this game?
Keep it moving. Okay, I'm going to end with some trends. Chargers 12-25 and 25 against the spread in their last 37 home games. No home edge whatsoever. Um, also, Kirk Cousins is... 7-29 and 29 straight up and 10-24 and 24 against the spread versus winning teams. Chargers are not a winning team. That means he should win. Cover the spread. I like that. Um, also, 10-4-1 against the spread in their last 15 games as a favorite. Zimmer is 12-1 against the spread versus a team that is 500 or less and a non-conference opponent. That is the case here. Vikings 33-14-5 against the spread as a whole since 2015. Now here comes the bad ones, Kev. Kirk Cousins, 32-19-2 all games against the spread, all games at 1 p.m. There's a 4 o'clock game. All other games not at 1, 10-22 against the spread. That's all I got for this one, Kev. Next game, the Los Angeles Rams taking on America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys six and seven, Rams eight and five. I'm seeing Rams minus one. I'm seeing Cowboys minus one. I'm seeing a pick'em total forty nine. Kev, what do you got? The Rams. I think they win this game. I the only thing that always gives me cause for concern when it comes to a teams playing up against the Cowboys is just the level of talent. There mm. is just a massive, massive amount of talent. There is no. The only thing that anybody can accuse. Jerry Jones of now is not getting rid of Jason Garrett sooner. That's mm-hmm. that was his biggest mistake. But he has gathered. What he took some chances on some players that maybe that people thought were crazy, and it turned out to be really good for this football team. But I do like the Rams going into this game. I think they got what they're looking for. They're starting to use Todd Gurley in the way that they should. He's getting the ball over twenty-five times a game now, whether he's catching and whether he's running. They have Jared Goff playing well. They're starting to get back to the things that got them to the Super Bowl. Well, no, not the Super Bowl. They made the Super Bowl NFC Championship last year. Who? Rams. They uh, made the Super Bowl. They made. They were Super Bowl, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, the Rams, yeah, I smoked in. Well, not smoked. It was. It right. Was just making sure. I was one of the, the worst Super Bowls I ever seen. Uh, yes, and then Tyler Gurley was sitting down on the sideline. He didn't play as much. I'm just making sure I was correct on that one. But I like the Rams in this one, and I like everybody to start. But we'll get into that. What are your thoughts first? Yeah, um, I like the over here more than anything. I know that these two teams can play good defense, but I just feel like we're going to see points bonanza here given how inept the uh, Cowboys offense was last week. Um, I feel like the Rams is like the easiest side here, man. And I'm going I'm going back to the well. I'm playing contrarian. I'm playing contrarian, Kev. Everybody and their grandmama's mama and the dog and the lizard and your pet bird is going to be on the Rams here. I'm not saying I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm just saying it don't make sense. It don't make sense. The Cowboys have looked like dog poop, okay? They're on what? How many games they lost in a row now? Three. Three games in a row. The Rams coming in hot after smoking the team. Why are they a pick them? Because I, I, I kind of think they're the same team. The Rams did the same thing that the Dallas Cowboys were doing. They yeah. lost when they was, weren't supposed to lose. One is hot. One is cold right now. But here, McVay's Rams have never lost to a team three uh, to a team on a three-game losing streak. According to Bill Brandt, the Rams are 5-0 and under McVay against teams currently on a three-game losing streak. They've won those games by an average of 20 points or more 
in those games. And it so happens that the the Cowboys are on a three-game losing streak. So I just thought I'd add that in a little bit of uh, Kevin's trends before we got to Vinny's trends. Yeah, but there you go. I just thought that was a – and that was since 2017. So that is a significant trend in my opinion. But I just like the Rams. I think they're better. I think they found out who they are, and I think they're going to stick to it for the rest of the year. Yeah, I can't argue it, man. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. Last time the game that didn't make sense to me was the Seahawks and the Rams. And, um, you know, we saw the outcome there. What are you doing with fantasy? You say you're starting everybody. Who who are you starting in this in this game for both sides of the team? Uh, both both sides of the ball. Todd Gurley, Robert Woods. What about Cooper Cup? You realize he only played twenty nine percent of snaps last week. Um, I'm playing against him. So if you want to play. 19% of snaps Cooper <laughs> Cup. That's cool. I'm a little I, nervous. Like, why is he playing such limited snaps? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, listen, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. I'm playing against him. Um, I know one of my other opponents, if I get to the championship game, has him. And if he gets there, I want to see Cooper Cup have a pooper. I'm, you know I'm what I mean? Sure. I got nothing against the dude. I have him in the listener league, but I ain't in the playoffs, and it don't matter. Uh, I'd like to see Cooper Cup with, like, seven points. Uh, That'd be cool with me. I I don't know if that's going to happen, though. If you have him, it'd be very hard to sit him. But if you have a better player, that may be something you want to consider. But Vince is also thinking that there's going to be some points scored. So I can't see him not being a part of that. That's true. Robert Woods has been pretty good lately. You know, so does that swing back to Cooper's way? We'll see how. And I think that all we'll we'll see how the game plays out. How's Dallas going to play Robert Woods since he's been hot? But Todd Gurley is going to be the center of that. You starting Jared Goff? I am not. I'm okay. not starting Jared. I can't trust him, man. I can't trust him. He's he's. I, there's there's a lot other quarter. There's a there's plenty of other quarterbacks I would rather start than Jared Goff. I'd rather start Eli Manning this week. No, no I'm bugging. Hold on, wait. Yeah, yeah. Versus Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I would rather start Eli Manning over Jared Goff. Hundred percent. Hundred hundred percent, man. I'm actually thinking. You just convinced yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Manning, give me Eli Manning. I'll take him right now. I'm about to go see if he's available. And I mean, I'm not starting funny. him over my quarterback, but I'm saying, you know, um, no. No, no, Jared Goff. I'll start Dak Prescott though. I will start Dak. Uh, even with what, how how well the Rams have been playing on defense lately. Dak Prescott six three and one against the spread last nine home games. Huh. You know what I mean, so yeah, and then, uh, just just so you know, the Rams are eighth in total defense, tenth in pass, twelfth in rush, eleventh in points, sixteenth and third down. So they got a pretty good defense over there in L.A. Yeah, I'm I'm staying away from this game for now. I do lean the Rams, but that's only because I feel like me and the rest of the world is leaning that way. And I don't like when me and the rest of the world is on one side. Uh, I, I could even go this last this last few weeks when it seems like the whole world's on one side, the other team wins. Just saying, so, the rest of the world could be right. It could be. I'm not going to do I – I, I, I lost like that a few times too in the last couple of weeks because everybody was on one side. I was like, I'm going contrarian. I'm going on the other side. And I, I got left holding a bag full of – Emptiness. So, uh, Nobody wants a bag. No, empty. No, you don't want that bag because then I had to fill the bag with money, and I had to bring that bag of money to the guy. And I ain't like, I don't like bringing money to that guy. Right. I like him giving me money. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got for this one, Kev. You got anything else? Keep it moving. Next game, Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Total in this game. 47, 49ers, minus 11, uh, Niners 11-2, Falcons 4-9. Kev, what do you got? You good? Look like you're about to change something there. No, you good? All right. So, 
Uh, I think the number's too big. Way too high, in my opinion. Uh, 11 and a half. Atlanta's been playing well lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, is Julio Jones okay? Uh, he's fine. All right. They like, got I think no he's Calvin back. Ridley. Yeah, I think he's no Calvin Ridley. I get that. I think Russell Gage will probably step up. We'll mm-hmm. probably conversate him when we get Austin to Austin Hooper's back playing. He played last week. Um, I don't know. This number's too high for me. Uh, it's way too high, and I saw it at 11 and a half. So if I can get that hook, I want that. I might just wait until. But uh, you think anybody else is thinking like we're thinking and it comes down? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, you know what, Kev? I've been saying it on this sh- on our show week after week, and you know what I'm going to say. Why do I keep going against this 49ers team? They're 11 and 2, and I just keep betting against them. I'm betting against and they've been killing me. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I ever bet on them. I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever bet on the 49ers this year. Um, I did bet against them a couple times and win. One but, time, and it was when they played Washington in that mud bowl. Oh, yeah. And it was like 9 0, yeah, and, and I, I had lost. 10 and a half. And I lost with that stupid hook. But. I just feel like, why do I keep going against this team? But the numbers tell me differently, man. And they got me a few times. I ain't going to front. But I got them a few times, too. I got them with the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? Twice. Uh, they got me. They got me. I know it because this team's been burning me. I got. They got me with the Panthers. They got me with the Saints last week. They got me with the Rams earlier in the season. So all those things, it's kind of like a constant reminder. So for that reason, I kind of want to stay away from going against them here but the numbers tell me differently uh well i'll get to that but let's dive into the fantasy what are you thinking here so are you going to stick with like what are you thinking about Devontae freeman i i would still if i had him and i and yeah. i would put him in that flex yeah because i i mean they are going up against the second rated defense against the running back they did shut down alvin kamara last week but i'm thinking they might be down and playing catch up uh, he still had a decent game last week 17 84 and a touchdown uh, and then he had four for 10 uh, receiving yards. But I, I, I like him here. I don't love him, but I like him. Uh, I just think that, that the Falcons might be trying to get back in the game. Maybe they're down like, you know, 10 or, you know, I, 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 I if I like the Atlanta with the points, I, I see them covering. But I think they covered through the back door. Understood, understood. And then for me, I think Russell Gage is going to be a guy who should be on some people's radars because Calvin Ridley is now down for the year. That leaves Julio Jones on his own. But you also have to think that Austin Hooper is going to come back, which means Austin Hooper is now the second receiver. Devontae Freeman may be the third, depending on how the game plays. It depends on how they play it. But Russell Gage, when he has filled in, when there were some injuries, has played well for this team. So he's a guy that I think you should consider going into this game. And as far as the other side is concerned, um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, yes. Jimmy Garoppolo, yes. Greg Kittle, uh, Greg Kittle. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate that. Hopefully, you're listening. Yeah. I just called him Greg again. Blacks, you know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, the George George Kittle. George Kittle. We don't even have to talk about him. That sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That was an inside joke between uh, one of Vince's friends and I and Vince. But um. Uh, of course. What about the running backs, though? What are you doing with Mostert? What are you doing with Tevin Coleman? And what are you doing with somebody else is back there, Matt Breida? Uh, Breida, no way. Tevin Coleman, I'm not crazy about it. But Atlanta's 13th against the run. Like, I don't love it. But if you got Tevin Coleman and you're here, um, you, I don't think you could sit him down because you probably don't have anybody better. I am, I am a Raheem Mozart owner, and I'm actually starting him here reluctantly i know he's been coming into this this game hot uh last three weeks three touchdowns 13 fantasy points 22 and 24 two weeks ago against baltimore had 146 uh rushing yards 
And um, also last week he had two touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. I like Raheem Mozart. I, you know, I picked him up for a reason, but I wish I had another person to start here, which was Calvin Ridley, but he's down. So I'm going I'm to roll with Mozart at my running back two slot. Um, Tevin Coleman has not been a good fantasy no, player man. this year, period. Since his 41-point game against Carolina, actually, that was the week that kept me out of a bye week last week because that same week he had 41 points. Tyrell Williams wound up having 23. Kerry played me because I remember it because yes. that was the win I needed that would have catapulted me the way the season ended. But since that 41-point game, 5-11-8-12-1-0. Like, <laughs> No, thank you. So if y'all, if I was y'all, I'd be getting on that waiver wire if you haven't already, looking at who you have on your bench. Can you move some people around and get him out of your game and find a better spot? Maybe you have a running back in your flex so you can move up in a receiver too and play somebody else at flex. But in my opinion, I'm trying to get rid of Tevin Coleman at this point in time. Not get rid of, but not play. I got you. Um, what about, what, what are you doing with um, the receivers for San Fran? I think there's only two. Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel. I want them both. Yeah, I, both of them. Both of them. Both. Yeah. There was a there was a, a show uh, that used to be on back in the day. It was a com- comedy show, and the guy used to hold up cards, and he used to call them uh, Ebonics words. And there was a word that came up. It was B O F O M. Both of them. Both of them. And what both of them means is yeah, give me give me two of them. I want yeah. both of them. Yeah, I want both of them. I'll take both. Both of them. Um, I'm in on that. Debo Samuel is on my witted list in our Fantasy Frenzy episode. Go ahead and check that out. Yeah, I'm on that. I got Sanders. I'm starting him. I am lucky I had him on the bench last week, and I still won. He dropped a 36-burger. I feel like feel like an idiot for leaving him there, but uh, the rest of my team showed up. Kev. Do you know that Julio Jones has not scored a touchdown since week three? It's crazy. and But he, that's kind of been his career, though. He, he, you know what? He's, he's a yard not, eater. Yes, he's not a touchdown scorer. I will agree. He's a yard eater, yeah. and he's going to be one of the greatest yardage receivers ever. I don't know what the touchdown problem is, though. I don't get that. I think he's slow, to be honest with you, because I know he catches those big, long bombs, and people just catch up to him. Right. I don't know if that's the thing, but like I said, boy, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week three, only four on the year. Uh, Julio. Can you come through and score a touchdown this week? It's been a while, bro. Right. I could use one. Like, help a brother out, I, man. I could use one. Julio. I could use both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, another guy in this game that I said is on my witted list, and that's Jimmy GQ. Jimmy, Q, Jimmy GQ, I think he is going to tear this Atlanta defense apart. Um, I mean, everything's telling me that the – the 49ers will, will smoke the Falcons, but the numbers don't, which is weird. It's uh, too big. I'm going to take the Falcons. You're going to take the Falcons with 11. Okay. Um, anything else in this game? I got I'll, I'll cl- I got a few trends to close it out with. Close it out. 49ers, 4-16-2 against the spread as a home favorite since 2013. Uh, that's against the spread. I don't know if I said that. 49ers, 10-19 against the spread in their last 29 home games. Those kind of things right there, they, they indicate, uh, you know, they indicate a lean towards the Falcons. I got something on the Falcons, too, and that is Dan Quinn, as a head coach of the Falcons, is 10-2 and two against the spread as a dog off a straight-up win. They won last week. They are underdog in this case, 10-2 and two against the spread uh, in that situation. That's all I got. Give me the Falcons with the points, and I like... Uh, I like me some over over here. You got anything else, Kev? I'm in. 
Ne- Next game. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills taking on the Pittsburgh Stellars. Stellars eight and five. Bills nine and four. Sunday night foosball. Steelers minus two. Total thirty six and a half. Kev, what do you got? I'm a Packers fan. I'll always be a Packers fan. But throughout every football season, I start to attach to other teams. Mm-hmm. Just because I like watching them, I like how they play, whether it's the grimmier, grimmy, grinded out team like they are, or whether it's just because they're so spectacular and awesome they can score a million points like the Ravens. But I have attached to this Buffalo Bills team. I've just been talking about them. I like that they know who they are. I like that. I like how they play football. I like Josh Allen. I know he can be better. I'm not saying he's kind of he's great or anything, but I think he has stayed within himself and he has improved. That's really all you can ask from a second year quarterback I don't think he'll ever be your guy who's gonna maybe he I mean you know what you never know who anybody's gonna be but right as of right now I don't think he's gonna be carrying into Super Bowls he's always gonna need a great team around him but I like this Buffalo Bills team and I'm gonna take them against the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game yeah Juju Smith Schuster did practice this week I actually dropped him last week but I ain't using him before the year is out anyway even if I had him I am not starting him against Tredavia uh, Tredavian White who is one of the best corners in the league, who plays for the Buffalo Bills. What are some of your insights on these two teams going into it? Um, this is going to be the game that that uh, the Buffalo Bills will, will make me stop calling them fake news. They win this game, I'll remove the fake news tag until they lose in the wild card. Okay. Once they lose in the wild card, they get blown out by... Uh, the Chiefs or something like that. I'll be back. Then, to then, them then fake you're news. allowed to always be right, man. What you mean? I'm allowed to always because, be right because if you were talking about it from the beginning, I admit of the year, when I'm wrong. You would have never, you would have never expected them to be in the playoffs in the first place, based no, no, on no, how no, you no, thought no, at the no, beginning no. of the year. By default, they will make the playoffs. By oh, by default, not yeah, because default. they played well enough. No, because they played a bunch of bum teams. They well, lost all the good teams. So that does that mean the Patriots ain't good either? Yes, that means the Patriots ain't good either. We talked about that. You were such an NFC hater. I can't <laughs> They're 0-3 against real teams, bro. I I, I can't argue with you. 0-3 against that. teams with winning records. They Give played me well against them, but not well enough, so I'm with you. I All can't right, argue man, with listen. that. You're still an NFC East hater, though. Not, not, well, I'm a real fan. What you want from me, dog? <laughs> but I'll tell you when I think. Like, listen, when, it, when a team wins a game that I was wrong, I will tell you, I have yet to be impressed by the Bills. The only thing that impresses me about the Buffalo Bills is their defense. That's it. They impressed me last week. By how much they were able to bottle up Lamar Jackson, but they still lost the game. They did and had a chance to win it. They just I don't. Josh they still Allen. lost the game because they ain't game, they ain't ready. That's why Josh Allen and John Brown ain't winning you a game, and we saw that. Okay, Marcus Peters, Josh Allen, and Cole Beasley might be able to get you one. They actually they had they did versus Dallas. <laughs> he Dallas, had eight catches for a hundred. That was the fake news bowl. <laughs> I'm That's what saying. that was. You know how in college they got the Tax Slayer, Fiesta, Tostitos, dip, Chips and Dip Bowl? And the Cheese it yeah, Bowl? Yes. Yeah, well, on Thanksgiving, that was the fake news bowl, and the Dallas Cowboys won the fake news bowl. So, a loss, do uh, you mean? No, they won it because they— Oh, because now they, they're the real yes, fake they news lost, team. So they're the real fake okay. news team. Um, and we already know that because whoever wins that division is going to get demolished in the playoffs. Back to this game. I'm on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus the two. You like Doug Hodges. And it, it feels odd to go against Mike Tomlin. He is That's so it. good. I, I don't, listen, He's so good. You say, why do you go with the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know why? Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah. It ain't John. It ain't It ain't um James Conner. It's not Jalen Samuels. Not Benny Snell Jr. Not Doug Hodges. 
It's Mike Tomlin and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That's it. What's what's JJ's brother's name? TJ. T- TJ. That's it. Him too. I like TJ. He's I like great. Mi- I like Mika Fitzpatrick. I like this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Just to back up Vince, fifth in total yards, fifth in pass yards, ninth in rush yards, sixth in points, 11th on third down. They are a Super Bowl winning defense with a bum juice offense. That's just the way it goes. However, I will say this. I ain't taking this game. Sunday night foosball. You already know how I feel about that. That's the get back special right there. Everybody. I mean, this, this is going to be a good one, though, because I don't know where the public is going to be at because, it's, you know, the Steelers are hot. The Bills are a good team. Um, you know, I don't know where they're going to side with it. However, I'm playing against the Steelers defense in my fantasy league, so I'm going to be needing the Buffalo Bills to circle the wagon <laughs> and give me some points. So um, because I'm going to be a Bills fan for this game, I don't know if I'm going to make a wager on it. And I'm just going to sit back and be rooting for Josh Allen and the rest of them bums on offense there. Devin Singletary, help me out, bro. Um, <laughs> what are you doing, fantasy? I think the only guy in Pittsburgh is James Conner if he plays, but I'm reluctantly playing him. Right. I'm not it, playing James Conner. Well, it depends on how where your team is at because if you I'm made saying, it with him. Yeah, if you if you're, if you're made it to this point, you didn't make it because of him. Right. You know what I mean? He did have some bomb games there early on, though. He might have won you with a few 30-pointers that he had. Some of those where he had like 10 catches and he was, he was playing well. So he might have got you some early. But since then, he's been hurt in and out of the lineup. So I, I agree with you on that. As far as that's concerned, I'm with you. He's the only guy that I would want on that side. How about the Bills? I don't even think I can start Josh Allen in this game. I feel like the Steelers' defense is too good. Um, I will take Devin Singletary. I think he's just good enough yep. to make it work, and I like Cole Beasley. What about John Brown? No. Okay. Um, there's no tight ends to talk about. That's it. Uh, Steelers, Steelers and Bills' defense. What are you doing? I, I like, I I like start, both. I start both of them. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> both of them. That, that never gets old. So I got. I have the Bills' defense, too. You know what I mean? So, uh, I but I also have the Chiefs and the Buccaneers defense. So I got a decision to make come right. Sunday. Um, I'm I, I'm leaning away from the Bills more because I I like the matchups better with the other teams. Um, I don't I think, know, though, but man. I think the Bills have the better skill players than it I comes think to Pittsburgh. So, man, this is tough for me. It's tough. So I, I I don't know, but I'm gonna have to make a decision. You know, before one o'clock because obviously. But because this is an eight o'clock game, so if I go with one of the other two, then I'm I'm a I'm a you know ride it out with the Bills. Anything else, Kev? I'm, I'm gonna good. close it up with some trends here. This might help some of you Bills backers out there, like Kev. <laughs> Bills six zero and two against the spread in their last eight away games, so no losses, and you're getting points there. I thought this one was interesting, Kev, but the Bills last eight games six and two against the spread before playing the New England Patriots. And uh, I thought that was interesting because, you know what, that sometimes these trends, like I, I tell you, they hold water. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, to me, tells me that the Bills understand the, how good the Patriots is, so they know they got to get up for this game because they might have a loss coming next week. Right. Some of these trends, they don't hold nothing. So-and-so is blase blah when they eat a hot dog. Right. Come on, man. That trend doesn't seem like much. Six and two, last eight against against the spread before they play the Patriots. It goes to mindset. But when though. you think about it, exactly. That's all I got for this game. Those trends kind of take me off the Steelers there because I'll be rooting for the Bills to get a lot of points. I think um, I'm going to stay away from this game. I might. I might be on the Buffalo Bills with the points, but I don't know. 
Gun to my head, though. I cannot take Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin minus two. Give me that. And 36 and a half points. That's not a lot. So you know what everybody's going to be doing. Give me the over. That's cool. I'll wait till 8.15 p.m. I'm going under. This is going to be a ugly game. 13-10. 13-10, Pittsburgh Steelers. 13-10, Buffalo Bills. Okay. That's it. Wait, 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 wait. We haven't had a first pick pie bet in a while. We have not. I'll take you, and you think they're fake news. You love Mike. T- I love. Give me, the, give me the Mike Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Minus two. Uh, I, oh, I, by I, the way, you're four. You're four. You're, you're, you're zero and four. ATK. Oh, oh, four. ATK. ATK is against the Kev. I have lost every bet to Kevin. So, um, if 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 you're one of those people out there like me that likes to think uh, superstitiously. You might want to back the Buffalo Bills in this situation. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to ride with the Buffalo Bills on this one. So are we going to do it with the points or straight up? I, I'm all, I, I'll, I'll, I'll lay the two. Okay, What's let's two do it. I ain't worried about no two points. Bro. All right, so plus two. That's, yeah. that's it. That's the uh, first big pie. What are we doing? Another breakfast? And, uh, yeah, another breakfast that you won't. That, listen, I, love, I don't mind betting, Kev. You know why? The guy doesn't cash in his bets. <laughs> I'm too busy. I got two jobs. I'm doing a podcast. Cash in I got a baby coming. All right. I'll pay him. <laughs> and I'll take that bet any day because I, I, haven't, I still haven't paid him. I'll pay him in, 25, in 2025. We're going to go to break. I have the next after this Friday oh, at 430. I, I got four weeks off, off from blah, work. Blah, blah, we're going to go to breakfast. still ain't going to do it. That's cool. Yes, I'm we cool will. <laughs> no, we're going to get an omelet. Yeah. I'm going to get myself some home fries. Whatever, well done. You could get, well you done. Could get 95 pancakes because I ain't got to yeah. I'm on a payment plan. I ain't got to pay the 2025. All right, go ahead. Finish that up. First pick podcast week 15 preview in the books, y'all. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Nice and long, but you got plenty of time to listen. You know the deal. Closing it out with the spiel. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at... Obviously, I'm not on Facebook. My bad. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. You can find a podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The First Pick Pod. I want to thank everybody for the constant support um, and the kind words that we've been getting. You want to help us out. You like what we're doing. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend. You know what? I got a better idea, Kev. Christmas is around the corner. You tight on money? That's cool. You know what you give them? Put a bow on your phone. <laughs> pull off the bow. And underneath the bow... Have a picture of the first pick podcast. <laughs> free. Help them out. Free. Free. Free, free you know, information. You know how much it is? Free 99. <laughs> free entertainment. Merry Christmas. First pick podcast. Let me help you out. Big Kev, tell them where they can find. Tell them where they can listen. Take us out. At BiggestBall76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Please rate, review, and share. Five stars only. We appreciate your help. If you can't put those comments in, great. Even better than putting comments under our stuff, tell a friend to tell a friend like Vince said. We appreciate you. See you next week. Uh, I'm going to close it out with this. Just in case this is out before Thursday Night Football, Jamal Adams, doubtful Thursday Night Football. And as always, thank you for making us your first pick podcast.